0: If you have a Shopify store, you need to be backing up your data and website every day. Your business depends on it. And while Shopify backs up their platform, they don't back up your store. That's where Rewind comes in. Their Shopify app makes it easy to start backing up your entire Shopify store automatically every single day. Start using Rewind today and get peace of mind that your Shopify data is safe and sound. Try Rewind for free at rewind.com.
1: I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal. And this is your peak daily for Tuesday, December 7th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech all in less than seven minutes. Brett, some late breaking news as we record this podcast. It seems that Omicron may be less severe than I initially thought. That's at least what the initial data says out of South Africa. This, this sort of concerns what you were thinking.
0: I feel like, well, thank you, Jay. Uh, I, I love being vindicated. but. It's, it feels like everything that comes out about this Omicron, it's all caveated. It may be less severe, we still need more time, but it's nice that there are promising signs that it is not severe and, you know, as an amateur epidemiologist, I'm sure many of the peak pals are as well, if you read on Twitter that if this is less severe and it does take over the Delta variant, then this actually might be the way out of the pandemic. I think that most pandemics do kind of work this way where eventually a less severe version of it takes over and it just becomes like the common cold. So we'll see, but it's it's very promising, you're right.
1: Well, I just like that you're on the pod and you are also an amateur epidemiologist.
0: I guess I should say that I yeah, I have no background in this stuff. I just read it all on Twitter. I encourage you to as well. Do your own research and and look at the look to the look to the experts for this advice, not me. I don't want to get sued, so I'll I'll give the disclaimer.
1: I like that you're you're an amateur epidemiologist who gets his information from Twitter. Brett, aside from that deep background in disease, what do we have for people's today?
0: Well, for our first story, Bye Bye Beijing, for our second story, Tamed, and for our third story, it's another investigation.
1: For our first story, Canada's ambassador to China, Dominic Barton, is stepping down from his role at the end of December. Brett, why is Don Barton returning to Canada from China? Well,
0: let's start with some background. Don Barton is one of Canada's most influential business leaders. Before going to Beijing, he was the global managing director of consulting firm McKinsey and Company, and they're one of the biggest consulting firms in the world. And because of his business experience, as well as his extensive network in China, which he built up during his time at McKinsey, Trudeau appointed Barton to be Canada's ambassador to China in 2019. Now, in addition to maintaining or at least attempting to maintain positive Canada-China relations, Barton was the main negotiator in securing the release of the two Michaels. Do you remember them, Jay?
1: Oh, I remember them. But Brett, Barton's time in China wasn't uniformly praised. Aaron O'Toole and Canada's conservatives would often criticize Barton's attempt to strengthen trade ties between the two countries. O'Toole once accused Barton of prioritizing economic interests over human rights interests. So Brett, why should people care about Dom Barton's resignation? And does it have anything to do with the Olympics?
0: While as loyal Peak Daily listeners will be well aware, Canada does not have the best relationship with China right now. And Barton was seen as fairly pro-China, so the appointment of the next ambassador could signal what sort of policy position the Trudeau government will take towards Zhang which is China in Mandarin, Jay. That's a little flex there. And on the Olympics, Jay, it was just announced that President Biden said that the U.S. will be doing a diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Winter Olympics, which means they won't send any officials and we'll have to keep an eye on to see if Trudeau does the same.
1: But the big impact for Canada might be NHL players aren't going, having nothing to do with this diplomatic issue. Well,
0: yeah, that's a different issue. If you get COVID at the Olympics, uh, you have to quarantine in China for three weeks. And so that would bleed into the season. So now they're evaluating whether or not it's worth the risk. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, I would be very upset if that happened. For our second story, over 60% of Canadians don't think our central bank can tame inflation. Jay, if the central bank can't tame inflation, who can? Can you give the peak pals a quick inflation update?
1: Sure, it won't be you or I taming inflation. Let's just get that straight. The CPI, the Consumer Price Index, jumped 4.7% year over year increase in October, up from 4.4% in September. And believe it or not, this is the highest annual increase in nearly 20 years. And Canadians kind of aren't feeling good about this. Over 63% of Canadians, Don't think inflation will, quote, return to more normal levels, which is around 2%. And only 30% of Canadians think price hikes will return to pre pandemic levels.
0: Now, you might be wondering why we're telling you this today. Well, it's a bit of a sneak peek into what's coming up later this week. The Bank of Canada will announce its key interest rate decision on Wednesday, and you're going to hear about it on the peak daily on Thursday. If the Bank of Canada thinks inflation is a big enough issue, what's going to happen is that they'll slightly increase rates to control this inflation. But If they would rather continue to stimulate the economy because they think that COVID will remain just a big part of our recovery, they'll keep rates where they currently are. But Jay, why else should peak pals care about what Canadians think about inflation?
1: Well, if people think inflation will stay high, they may demand wage hikes, which will drive up costs for businesses and potentially make everything a bit more expensive for you and I, Brett. And now we wait for TMAC and the Bank of Canada's word on Wednesday, and we'll report back here on Thursday. TMAC, baby.
0: Hey, sorry to jump in. It's Brett, and I wanted to let you know that today's Peak Daily is sponsored by Outreach.io. Outreach is the first and only engagement and intelligence platform built by revenue innovators for revenue innovators. Outreach allows you to commit to accurate sales forecasting, replace manual processes with real time guidance, and unlock actionable customer intelligence that guides you and your team to win more often. Traditional tools don't work in a hybrid sales world. Find out why Outreach is the right solution at click.outreach.io slash thepeak.
1: For our last story, the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, is investigating Tesla over claims that their solar panels are defective. Brett, I have a, a riddle for you. What do Elon Musk and Ed Rogers have in common?
0: Jay, I, I know the answer, but I want to I give you the punchline.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. They can't seem to stay out of the news. Brett, what's happening with Tesla now?
0: Well, here's some background. So Tesla acquired this company called SolarCity, which by the way, was founded by Elon Musk's cousin, Kimball Musk. And this is the company that is now making solar panels for Tesla. The acquisition has been a pretty bumpy ride. In 2019, Walmart bought a bunch of these panels from Tesla to put on their stores. And they eventually sued the company when a number of them caught on fire, which is not good. Uh, As all this was happening, a Tesla staff member filed a whistleblower complaint on Tesla about their solar panels, claiming that Tesla knew about the defects associated with these panels, but failed to tell the public and their shareholders about the issue.
1: Tesla ended up telling consumers to conduct maintenance on their solar panels to prevent them from shutting down, but didn't mention the risks of fire. And now the SEC is investigating whether Tesla broke securities law. Brett, why should people really care about the SEC investigating Tesla?
0: Not only is Tesla always in the news, but they're always in trouble, at least seemingly always in trouble with regulators. For some background, U.S. regulators are also investigating accidents caused by Tesla's driver assistance systems. And any regulatory action on the company, whether it's with solar panels or it's with the autopilot system, could have a big impact on Tesla shares, which I feel like a lot of peak pals might own. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country.
1: If you got a second one out, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review.
0: And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode.
1: Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett and Brett. We are recording this before the Patriots play the Bills tonight, but I wish you no luck. I don't I don't
0: care. I, I <laughs> But I like sure, yeah Jay yeah. by the way, you know we're watching it together. Let's just tell the peak pals. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well go
0: pats. <laughs> yeah.